0: All right, part two of uh, my wedding anniversary podcast. Um, so at this point, just to summarize everything, uh, I met Morgan, <clears throat> we matched on Tinder. Uh, everything is going well. Keep in mind when I met her, uh, well, when we rekindled, I guess, back uh, from what we started uh, uh, in high school, I retired from my track and field career. And um, she just broke up with her boyfriend after like six and a half years, I believe. And uh, we are now just having fun. And uh, so, anyways, so that was the recap of uh, the first episode. Now, here we are, part two. So now. Uh, Like I said, I'm just summarizing everything, but kind of going, uh, I want to touch on specific moments of uh, the relationship or how uh, it started. At this point, we've been seeing each other, quote unquote, seeing each other for a good three, four months now. Three, four, five months. Summer is uh, approaching. Morgan just uh, found herself a condo and uh, I helped her move. Well, I helped her. She moved in with her, with her family. I never met her, her parents, by the way, at this point, none of that stuff. Like, uh, only her friends knew that she was like, we were seeing each other, quote unquote, and, uh, my friends as well, which my friends were super happy because they all know Morgan. Keep in mind, we all went to high school and elementary school together. So they were like, oh, fuck, that's sick. You and Morgan are hooking up. That's cool. And um, three, four months, you know, of seeing each other, uh, a lot of shit could happen. And this is where a lot of people uh, tend to, I don't want to sound like a dating coach. I, I really don't. But uh, I just want to sound like a guy who's fuck, dated a lot of fucking women in, uh, in his life. And he's been through a lot of shit, believe it or not. Three, four months, that's when a lot of people take things way too fast, right? And um, so that being said, was I living in Morgan's condo? Yeah, I definitely was. She lived in a fucking studio apartment, well, condo apartment style, uh, in the heart of this town. Really cool, really, uh, it was super close to my work super close to the gym I was working at. Keep in mind, I just got hired at a gym. Um, So I was working two jobs. And I was making some pretty good money. Uh, My personal training business blew up because, uh, you know, everyone knew who I was when it came to my athletic career. And so when I announced my personal training services, uh, a lot of people bit, and I was very busy, constantly working, and coming home to see Morgan. And you know, we're doing the whole like we're kind of living together, right? We're living together in the honeymoon phase, having sex like three, four times a day, like you know, like you know, the good times. Not saying that now is not good times, but you know what I mean. And life was amazing still is but um, after three or four months you start to ask yourself just like you know like w- you know wh- what are we you know um, keep in mind at this point uh, Morgan was doing like joint custody of uh, her dogs and um, yeah and so eventually that started getting to me a bit and keep in mind Like I said in the first episode, or maybe I didn't, but if if I didn't, here I go. Um, I made sure not to make a big deal out of everything because of the fact that Morgan was, Morgan just got out of a long term relationship. And the last thing I wanted her to feel was me hovering down her back, asking all these questions out of, Quote unquote, pure curiosity, when in the end it's out of pure insecurity. And, you know, making sure like she's in line, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, so, um, and that was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do. Um, Do I regret it? No, because it really helped shape me. I was, for once, doing something that. One, I was incredibly uncomfortable and unknown. Uh, I had no idea what to do uh, around that because it's something I've never done before. And it's normal. When you do something for the first time, it's uncomfortable, right? But I got used to it and it made me enjoy the present moment with Morgan. And it was really fucking fun. Keep in mind, we didn't have any arguments up to this point, right? Usually after three, four months, Of seeing someone. There's no arguments. You're still in the honeymoon phase, right? And uh, anyway, so push came to shove. And I found out that... uh, uh, You know, she was talking to other guys. And I don't want to make Morgan sound like she's slutting around. She really was not slutting around. But men and women... Um, this could be a deal breaker. Right? We tend to freak out when we find out that, oh fuck, like, she's talking to other people. What the fuck? And immediately you feel like you're not the only one. You're probably the only one that she's having sex with. But like, you're not entirely the only one and eventually that, that, that got to me. And so we, uh, we had the first discussion. We had the first talk and I, and I told her, um, I said, and keep in mind, she knew I was planning on going to, uh, Ottawa, right? So all these moves in my end were, were, were coming to uh, fruition. And so I, I bring up this, uh, this, the, you know, we have the talk and I just wanted to have, and this talk is very important to have for every couple, especially those who are quote unquote seeing each other. Eventually you're going to have to have the talk just to find out just where the fuck you stand as an individual and just where you guys stand with, you know, like just so you could get your attentions across. And that's exactly what I did with her and I said, look, listen, Morgan, um, look, obviously I fucking like you. Uh, I, I like you a lot. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to know, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what, what the conversation, how it went about, but basically I told her like, you know, these are my intentions. And, um, I know you just broke up with, uh, your, your, your boyfriend, and keep in mind, she broke up with him, and she was entirely over with him, like she was, uh, it was a long time coming, apparently, I don't want to talk about her past relationships, right, but from what she was telling me, and you know, I've known her for a long time, uh, she, was, she was over uh, him, and they were kind of over each other, they kind of grew apart, right, so it's, that breakup is kind of different, right, versus like, it was a sudden breakup, then you're dating someone else, that's obviously like, what I... You know, it's a red flag, ish, and something to definitely uh, keep it in the back of your mind. But in this situation, it wasn't that at all, right? So we had to talk, and I, I told her my, my how I truly felt about her, and uh, at that time, and um, I would, I really want to see how this goes, and she completely agreed. She 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 agreed, and but. I believe it was her who said like, look, you know, like, uh, like, uh, obviously I wasn't expecting her to say, Justin, you're the only one I'm talking to, which let's, let's be real here, guys and girls. We all wish that was the situation, right? Um, but I didn't go into the conversation hoping I would get that. My intentions were just to let her know that I'm where I, where I am coming from. Obviously, I didn't say that I want to fucking marry her and all that stuff. Keep in mind. That wasn't I did not feel that for her at that time I didn't look too far ahead right and um, Overall the conversation went very well. I feel like it uh, certainly helped shape us um, to become Not an official couple but like she knew like I I took her very seriously and I took what we had very seriously. And sometimes, well, I like the thing most of the time when we have conversation like this, assuming that you feel the other person hopefully feels the same way. That's what kind of strengthens um, the, the, the foundation, the potential foundation that you might have going forward. And so some of the topics that I brought up to her was, you know, like, listen, Morgan, like, uh, you and your ex-boyfriend have shared two dogs. One of them, uh, is very de- emotionally dependent on you. And that was our beloved Tio who recently passed away and, uh, almost going to be a year. May he rest in peace. But, um, yeah, so I spoke to her about that. Cause it was like, look, listen, like part of the reason, one of the things that breakups help uh, th- th- one of the positives that, that, that breakups do eventually that it, is that it builds you. And if you constantly see the, your, 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 your ex for a fucking dog. Um, and I know dogs are our children. Trust me. If there's, if there's a person that understands that it's me, but like this was something that was kind of getting annoying in my, uh, in my, uh, to me and it was getting annoying to her as well and it was only a matter of time that I was going to bring that up as a conversation. I said, I didn't say it like I wanted to stop. I just told her like, listen, um, eventually you're going to have to make a decision because obviously, cause we, she tried keeping the two dogs in the apartment and it was just a fucking shit show. And, uh, as I just said, Tio was the one that Tio was her baby and um, uh, and it was it, w- it was apparent, uh, and so I told her eventually you're going to have to make the choice, and I'm not here to, to force you to make that choice now. I am just here to let you know that like um, I'm uh, I I I respect you, I respect us, I respect your decision going forward. However. If you feel the same way towards me and towards the, what we have, right, or what the, the what the potential of this relationship might be, um, you're gonna have to make a choice. And uh, I was very proud of that. I think that was a very proud moment of my uh, in my relationship career, I guess you could say, um, because she understood, she understood, and she liked how it went. Anyway, so eventually she basically made the tough decision, and it's always tough to make that decision, because you don't want to seem as if you're choosing which one, but it's obvious that uh, Tio was the one that had to be with Morgan at all times, because it just wasn't really working out. He had separation anxiety, especially with Morgan, and uh, Morgan just had this connection with Tio that I've never really seen with anyone uh, with any animal. Trust me. And I've, like I said, I've dated a lot of fucking people. So, um, yeah. So eventually she made the decision and, uh, that really strengthened our, our relationship at that time. Now, fast forward a little bit more. Um, we, it's the summer now and all of a sudden, things are getting real. I'm going back and forth to Ottawa to kind of check out the facility, uh, check out the place that I was staying at, which was like my cousin's cousin or whatever. And, um, at this point we were having conversations about like, I'm going to be coming down on the weekends, uh, this and that, everything's going to be okay. And Morgan, who's not really good at talking about her emotions. Uh she was playing it cool. But in the back of my mind, the whole reason why she was single is because she realized how well she was alone. And just obviously for other reasons, right? With her ex-boyfriend, but uh her boyfriend was gone for a good part of uh the the you know, the the year. And uh yeah, and that was always in back of my mind. And so I knew eventually shit was something was going to have to, I was going to have to make a decision, but I, I didn't want to make it just yet because at this time we n- didn't make anything official until Morgan invited me to her house. Keep in mind, I was living with her, but like in a backpack, right? So I didn't really have anything to, uh, to, uh, you know, like I didn't really have anything that was actually mine in the, the condo. And then she invited me over. We were at the rooftop. We had a bottle of wine. And she said, "Uh, Justin, I like you. Uh, I like you a lot. Man, that was... That was... She said it first, guys. She fucking said it first, guys. That was... uh, It's just like... All that emotional... battle. The emotional battles that you dealt... Inside your head and you could only hold it in and deal with it yourself All paid off. You know as soon as you weren't with that person, you know You were sleep-deprived thinking of all these situations and scenarios and what ifs it all It all worked out. I got her I Got her Uh, And it was a great, it was a great moment. And I told her, and I remember like making a joke. I made it a big deal, obviously, that's just how I am. I'm a big deal kind of guy. And she's a big deal to me. She always, she always has, she still is, always will. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And so, but when she said that, I knew right away I had to make a decision when it came to Ottawa. And uh, I made the decision and I, I withdrew from the program. I withdrew from everything. I canceled my Costco transfer. I canceled everything. And I said, fuck it. I don't know what the fuck it is about you, Morgan. But man, this feels great. Keep in mind, this is now like at least five six months in the making where we were like seeing each other and it was solid it was getting solidified every week every day but this obviously solidified it it wasn't facebook official quote unquote but uh, it it was official for me that's all i needed and i made the jump and um you know everyone's dream to like dream everyone's goal, you know, to everyone who likes to have a moment where we can just like restart and refresh and start fresh. And I had that opportunity and I, uh, didn't take it. And it is still obviously the best decision I made in my life. And, uh, so that being said, uh, I canceled everything. I told her that I, um, I'm not going. She was super happy. And at this point, her friends who are now, who are, who were my friends back in the day, um, they were happy for her. They were happy for us. My friends were happy for us. And everyone was just fucking happy, which was really, really, really cool. And I've never experienced that because... Like I mentioned in the first episode, or maybe I had, well, like I said, maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but, um, I wasn't really big into going back and dating someone that I would, that was already in my social circle. And why? Because it's like, I feel like they know me a lot more than a perfect stranger does, obviously. But the fact that Morgan still, the fact that Morgan likes me for who I am, despite my past um, speaks volumes and that was a vi- that was a brand new feeling to me and uh, I loved it and anyways it was just like I told my buddies I uh, she told her friends it was just like I remember when we first all got together it was like... There was no, hey guys, this is Morgan. Morgan, this is X Y Z. It's like, hey guys, look who fucking showed up, and they're like, oh fuck, Morgan. It was, it was just so, so, so heartwarming. It's like our family, it, it, like it, it got stronger. And then Morgan brought her girlfriends, and her girlfriends knew my guy friends, because we, like I said, we all went to school together. And we all grew up together in the same neighborhood. Fuck's sakes, Morgan's mom babysat the majority of my best friends. Like, the, the rarity. Is that a word? I, I just made up a word, maybe. Is so uni- It's so rare to have that. It was just a great feeling, man. So anyways, um... We made it official. We posted on uh, we posted on Facebook and on Instagram a picture of us together, and the caption was "Who would have thought?" And uh, which is a picture of uh, the the cover picture of, of this podcast. Uh, that was our first picture we took together at Santos, which was a fucking fun night, by the way. We got our car towed. We were drunk. It costed me a fucking fortune, but whatever. And. Um, yeah, it, it went, it was great. So now our first priority was, I was making really good money having both my uh, training job and Costco job. Uh, there were two uh, uh, official jobs under the government of Quebec, which fucked me in the ass later on with taxes. Uh, but I didn't know they, know it at the time. But anyways, I, we were going on trips together. Uh, We went to cottages, I believe, that summer. Uh, We went to Maine. We celebrated my birthday in Maine. Uh, man, just, like I said, we're still in the honeymoon phase. And we're in it. We're in love. I love you. No, I love you. Kind of of fucking cheesy shit. And uh, it was great, man. It was fucking great. Now, the first uh, problem that we encountered was, okay, this place is way too fucking small. What are we going to do? Um, keep in mind, this is now like six, eight months in. Maybe I'm wrong with the timeline, but I believe it was like half a year. No more than six to eight months. And I remember uh, my best friend's brother. Shout out to the Somer brothers. The Somers, basically. Uh, Steve Somer. Uh, I love you, buddy. Uh, my best uh, Steve Sommer is a contractor he builds houses and he just bought his first property where um, In St. Philip where he was building his house but Steve uh, This was his first house that he built with his own hands with like two other guys shout out to mr. Kennedy Jim Kennedy or John uh, John Kennedy and uh they built this house and we were looking on Kijiji and all bunch of places of like, you know, like a solid four and a half or three and a half, uh, where, you know, it's big enough for us or it's like somewhat, uh, uh, located in like, you know, the, the middle of everywhere we need to go. And we were in the South shore Morgan was in the South shore. So obviously we wanted to be in the heart of South shore, close to rossard which is kind of like downtown or the South shore. And so we asked uh, Steve if uh, he was planning on living in this house that he was building. And he said, actually, he wasn't. He was planning on renting it to anybody, to to someone. But he never had, no one ever came up to him and asked. So I was like, hey, look, Steve, like, we would love to rent your house. And keep in mind, this is a full-blown house. It's a townhouse. We're on the edge. So we only had one neighbor and it was three floors, Um, and he gave us the option. Uh, we basically designed the house ourselves, which was really cool. It felt like we bought the house. So, uh, and we wanted, um, two bedrooms upstairs and one bedroom downstairs. We didn't really think long-term, but the reason why we made that decision is because Morgan was working at Zara at the time. So she was getting, she loves her clothes. She was like, we needed a huge, we needed two huge rooms. And at the time, it was her makeup room, and then the other room was our main bedroom with a huge walk-in closet, and then another big room downstairs. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, And um, we did that, we moved in together, and now all of a sudden, we stepped up our relationship game. Now we are officially playing house. We are paying rent, we're paying cash, super fucking cheap too. Steve, we love you, man. And this is now the house that we uh, we eventually bought. We played house, and this was the first, this was the next step to our relationship. Uh, and a lot of people tend to buy something while they're in their honeymoon phase. Now, I'm not one to judge, but believe me when I say this, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I've packed up I've helped pack a lot of my friends uh, and family members uh, from places that they've bought with their significant other and then had to move out within the same year. So that was always in back of my mind. And already in this relationship, I did not want to fuck this up. I did not. I wanted to take things slow. Renting a property was by far the smartest thing that for me uh, to prevent what uh, I experienced moving all my buddies. And it went perfect. It fit in our budget, all that stuff. And uh, it went smoothly. And then, you know, money issues came up. And that was part of the honeymoon that was fading. I got fucked with my taxes. I found out that You having two legal jobs in Quebec, under the government of Quebec, you're going to get taxed on a higher tax bracket. And that's when I had to pay the government back a fuck ton of money. And that's when, you know, the suppers here and date night here, all that shit stopped abruptly. And we kind of built our relationship off that. Not all the time, but that's like the fun part of relationship. And... Um, I always had a shitty relationship with money. This is trans- as transparent as it gets. I always had a fucking hard time with money. Horrible relationship with money. And um, there's, I'm not going to go into detail with that. But uh, that really put a dent in our relationship. Not because Morgan was superficial. None of that. It's just because in my head, I had it instilled in my brain that um, Morgan loves me. One of the reasons why Morgan loves me is because I put, I take her on these trips. I, I do all these things, but deep down, like, and we've had discussions about this often. Morgan couldn't give two shits about it, but for me, I, 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 it really affected me. So that was a huge stressor and that really, uh, in the end pushed me away from training. Uh, it made me realize I went in for the wrong reasons, which is why I made this podcast, but that's something that's for another day. Uh, back to the relationship... Money was really fucking tight... Money was very tight... For some... Uh, for, uh, at some moments... And it really tested our relationship... Because yeah... I was stressed out 24-7... 24-7... And... Uh, Morgan was really good at coping with it... And helping me deal with it... And... Um, but some days it was like... I just wanted to punch a hole in the wall... So anyways... Um, fast forward, uh, we are now in the house, uh, living a happy life. Yes, we have our, our, uh, we have our arguments, you know, we we're, we're living, we're, we're a family. We have a, we, it's man and a woman and, and a dog. And now I'm paying for groceries We established our roles as... And this was the fun part, right? We established, like, hey, who's who in the relationship? And I'm not saying, like, who's the provider and who's the... None of that shit. It's just, like, I love to cook. Morgan hates cooking. When Morgan does cook back in the day, it was (coughs) pizza pockets. You know what I mean? And um, we both prioritize our health and we both prioritize fitness And we both value, uh, you know, the importance of living a healthy, fit, active lifestyle. And uh, I grew up, you know, uh, as an athlete. And nutrition was something that I really wanted to um, uh, prioritize, prioritize. But when you live with someone and mom and dad aren't paying the fucking... Uh, And mom and dad aren't paying the grocery bills. That's what hit me in the face. It's like, I I, I had to learn how to be cost effective and um, buy uh, foods that were, you know, cost effective and healthy. And that was a huge moment in my life. It's like, oh fuck, I can't have filet mignons every fucking day or chicken breasts every fucking day. You know what I mean? So that was a huge moment in my personal life as, you know, being the person who, buys the groceries, seeing how I, I work at Costco and I know how the groceries work and, you know, how grocery uh, companies uh, work and shit. And so uh, I took, I took uh, great pride in buying the groceries. And uh, we split, we basically split everything down the line. And that was... Uh, that, that transition for me went very well. Keep in mind, this was the first time I've ever lived with someone seriously. Now, the reason why I say that is because this, I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but I'm pretty sure some athletes could agree with me or understand where I, where I'm going through, what I was going through. Uh, When I was an athlete, I was training at the Olympic Stadium and at Saint-Claude-Cabial, which was, to me, living in the South Shore, it was like a good hour away with traffic. I was sitting in traffic and all that shit. So, back in the dating world, when Tinder came out, no joke, I used Tinder as a way to kind of, obviously, fucking bang girls. But uh, the older I got the more girls I started dating that lived alone and they just so happened to live really close to my training facility. And then my biggest priority back in my dating world was, Oh yeah, like I'm a striving athlete trying to make it to the Olympics. And this is my schedule, this and that. And as athletes, we try to prioritize, we make it as somewhat a priority to make women know like, Hey, look, this is my life. And it's not like my way or the highway, but like, I ain't breaking this for nobody right? I can't. And so, um, I was used to picking up women and having them, you know, like, Hey, listen, if you want, you could sleep over at my place like three times a week. And you know, don't worry about the food, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about women, but they have like this instinctual, uh, like this instinct in them where they, they just want to provide for their significant others. So I, I got used to doing that. So now fast forward to me living with Morgan, it was a whole different dynamic, right? Cause everything I'm doing, I'm doing with an intention, right? And I'm doing it with, with, with a purpose. And so that was it, you know, buying the groceries, splitting everything between each other. And I've never had, I've never really had conversations about money and, you know, sharing money and sharing bills with anyone because I've always had a shitty relationship with money. And so this was a moment in my life where I exposed my vulnerable side when it comes to finances. Keep in mind, guys, I have to, why am I talking about money? Because money is a huge stress with everybody. And I really need to, I need, I need to kind of hit this home when it comes to money. Am I a fucking financial coach? No, but a lot of stress comes from money. And this was the first time I'm talking about money and like, Hey, like how much you make? Hey, how much you make every two weeks? This and that. Okay. I could do this. I could do that. It was really hard for me. And keep in mind, did I have debt? Fuck yeah, I had debt. Not a lot of debt, but like, let's just say I wasn't paying it back on a regular basis. And now that I'm somewhat providing for someone else, I'm living with someone else. I had this newfound responsibility to not only provide, but to make sure I'm holding up my end of the bargain. It's now... My relationship has now transformed into not only a beautiful relationship, but teamwork. And first things first, you got to handle your money issues when it comes to being on a team, 100,000%. And that was very new to me because in track and field, it's just you and your coach. You're not like on a football team or on a soccer team where you got to, you know, Make sure your other guy has your back in order for you to fucking work together. No, man, I'm a long jumper, bro. It was just me in the fucking sand pit for literally 15 years of my goddamn life. So this was a huge transition in my life. So, uh, you know what? Speaking of that, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. So to summarize this episode, uh we confessed our love to one another. We, we solidified our relationship. I canceled, uh, I withdrew from my, from my, um, my, my opportunity to start fresh in Ottawa, new province, new me, whatever. I withdrew from all that shit. And I, uh, I started this life with Morgan. We rented, we, we moved into our first house that we rented. It was a brand new development in St. Philip. Uh, thanks to Stephen, We love you, man. We still love you. This is actually the house that we eventually that we now bought from him. That's for tomorrow's episode. And now here we are living together Somewhat in the honeymoon phase, but we are gradually moving out of the honeymoon phase because now it's like there's a lot of other factors that we have to consider, like money issues, teamwork, and just all the dynamics that are thrown to you, that are thrown at you, and you are forced to uh, adapt and develop when you know moving into a house and everything that comes with it. So with that being said, thank you guys very much for listening. Morgan, you are the love of my life and um, I love you so much. Happy anniversary, even though our anniversary is on the 10th, each and every single episode that I'm talking about throughout this week till our honeymoon is dedicated to you, dedicated to us. I love you so much and um, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is by far the most vulnerable, most open, and most intimate episode uh, I think I've, uh, I've made yet. And um, uh, thank you for not judging. Thank you for listening. And um, I really appreciate it. I'm really enjoying this. So stay tuned for tomorrow as I'm going to unpack our next phase of our relationship. And what led to us becoming husband and wife and mother and father of our beloved, cherished Landon. So uh, thanks again, guys. And uh, don't forget to keep it simple.